So much for monthly, eh? Initially, I missed my planned dispatch in February because the studios I've anticipated moving into for the past year that hadn't come to pass suddenly began coming to pass and my energies were lurched in that direction. Builders began tearing down walls and ceilings in prep for the rebuild and I had to make some calls on how I would fit into it. Stasis into action, back to stasis... In the midst of these ups and downs, I try to remember that such oscillations are like those of a sine wave. When zoomed in, they might feel like turbulence, but when zoomed out, they're a continuum. Rhythms that result in a tone. One new skill I've recently learned helped me think about that. Since the last dispatch, I've been spending my Monday evenings at a small pottery class as I've wanted to work with ceramics for years. Joining an evening class was to serve multiple purposes to help with my need to establish a routine in this new place, to meet new people locally and begin to integrate into the community, and to learn a new skill that I know will be fulfilling generally as well as potentially useful in my animation work. Anyone who's learnt to throw pots will know that the first and most important step to master is that of centering. Guiding the fast rotating ball of clay into the precise centre of the wheel through vertical and horizontal pressure applied against the centrifugal force. Pushing the wall in makes the form reach up, pushing the top down makes the form spread out, and with each alternation of this squeezing and flattening movement, it's as if the chaotic, shuddering, barely controllable lump is calmed and tamed and metamorphoses into a new type of object, strangely still in its pliability its unique symmetrical plasticity activated by the kinetic mechanics of the wheel to allow a gentle manipulation by the hand. Almost, in my mind at least, like drawing out the smooth note of a theremin in space. Very quickly, I noticed that this felt like, and possibly was, animation. animation. Obviously, there was the transformation, but the mechanics behind this transformation, while the wheel is in motion, is linked to animation in a fundamental way. The aim of centering is to eliminate unwanted movement, leaving that of the desired. Once centered, looking at it, feeling it, means for it to seem still, despite the speed of rotation. No latitudinal or longitudinal shifts, wobbles, vibrations. It's the application of our hands, arms, feet, legs as technology in cohort with a machine to generate a dual state in an object of stillness within movement or vice versa. It's an optical illusion we're looking for, for a magic trick of physics. It strikes me that this is the precise same state a film projector is designed to achieve, to tame the film reel as it's flung wildly through the gate to such a degree of perfection that we are unaware of this movement within the projected image and the resulting stillness in the frame enables the impression of another kind of movement, what we call animation, that cannot otherwise occur. When throwing a pot with the wheel in motion and the clay appearing still even as it rotates at speed, each touch of the palm or finger animates the form into a new shape. 
and this is the same infinite plasmaticness that Sergei Eisenstein recognized as being at the heart of what we find attractive in animation. The lineage of the rotating form as a feature in animation, of course, goes back to its earliest incarnations in modern human history, phenakistoscopes, zoetropes, through to the many recent versions such as the 3D printed philotactic spirals, umbrella tropes, printed vinyl records, and inevitably pots with stenciled glazes. There are countless examples now. Such rotating animations are enjoying a massive resurgence thanks to their popularity on social media. This link between the earliest optical toys and the earliest artefacts of ancient human civilization says something to me of the fundamental relationship the human imagination has to this combination of movement and form. Making a pot is to slowly draw a line in space and for that line in turn to be drawn out and extruded into a form through the movement of the wheel. The point of contact in the present is recorded and archived in the surface and especially when pulling up the form, the pot can be seen as a timeline of a gesture. This is much the same as a film camera, but maybe in terms of the experience of making, a better analogy is in handmade film, where the gesture can be drawn through frames directly onto the acetate, sometimes even, for example in the case of the classic Evelyn Lambert and Norman McLaren short Begone Dull Care, while the film is moving through the gate. Other similarities present themselves, such as the rhythmic marks caused by scratching the film as it moves, being essentially the same distinctive marks as those created by the chattering of a turning tool when finishing a pot. The regularity of the movement allows for patterns and the breaking of them, and our interaction with it reveals the shape of the rhythm. The respective final forms may be completely different, except in the case of 3D printed sculptures like those of John Edmarks and the animated glaze bowl that I mentioned, but the movement used to generate them have nevertheless determined them. In this case, with artworks that become central to our lives, the movement determines how we relate to the world and how we move through it. These forms reflect our vitality and also reveal things about it that we may easily forget were they not to exist. When you think about that, form is actually all we know, you know, whether it's the form of music, the form of writing, the form of whatever. Uh, it's the form that we respond to. But the form expresses vitality which we can't, we have no, there isn't a form for. It has to be found in a form. Um, hence the old, the lovely Parama Sutra, what's it called, the Parama Mitra Sutra from Buddhism, form is emptiness and emptiness, the very emptiness is form. I absolutely love that. That was the Potter Mike Dodd speaking to filmmaker Alex J. Wright for Goldmark Gallery. A family friend and artist Esmond Bingham once told me that when returning to materials, processes or subjects that he'd moved away from, it didn't feel like going backwards or a repeating circle, it resembled more a spiral staircase. Every time, his relation to it had progressed somehow, so he may be over the same spot, but he'd also moved on from it. This conception of progression is how I see it, not for just individuals, but in almost every aspect of life. As long as I do things, I will feel that there has been momentum, even when the same things happen over and over again. I may continue to make the same mistakes, but each time I do it, I get better at responding to or working with it, hopefully. And this pattern can become part of our identity. 
The disruption and discontinuity of the past few years, for me at least, have cast this fact in sharp relief. In order for me to feel centred, I must establish some form of routine, not as a concrete structure, but as an application of a particular energy, allowing for plasticity and pliability, which naturally organises things into form over time. Of all the pottery tutorials I've watched so far, and there have been a lot, this from ceramics tutor at Rochester Community and Technical College in New York, Robert Banker, landed best. Centering is not so much the start of the process, but something that you do over and over. Centering isn't done until the pot comes off the wheel. Sincere thanks for listening and or reading, and for subscribing to this and for your patience. I just have a couple of news bits to share. Um, I'll be at the Stuttgart International Festival of Animated Film, ITFS, um, at the end of April, representing director Irina Rubina and the team for her music video for Miles Davis's What's Love Got To Do With It, for which animated Davis's hand-drawn characters into psychedelic walk cycles. If you or anyone you know will be there, then give me a shout. I'll be there from the Wednesday to the Sunday. Um, I'll also be participating in an exhibition entitled Out of Hand, which is part of the Fringe Arts Bath Festival, which will be between the 27th of May until the 11th of June. Um, this will be alongside some truly excellent artist animators, people I really admire. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, finally, I completed my first piece of work for TV last autumn, um, five stop-motion shots for the three-part Hulu documentary Stolen Youth Inside the Cult at Sarah Lawrence, directed by Zachary Heinzeling, which is now streaming on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. It's a deeply unsettling but incredibly enlightening and humane investigation into a personal cult that took over the lives of a group of college students for over a decade. I'm just deeply proud to have been brought on board for it alongside animation friends Magda Kreps, Becky James and Mafa Lopez. Um, do let me know what you think if you watch it and, yeah, steal yourself. It's, it's heavy going, but it's, it really is worth it. OK, thanks for listening again and until next time, 